Taiwan's daily case count surpassed 20,000 for the first time on Tuesday. The CECC reported 23,102 local COVID cases, along with five COVID-related deaths among unvaccinated older adults. Also on Tuesday, the CECC announced shorter quarantines for international arrivals. Starting May 9th, overseas arrivals will need to quarantine for just seven days, down from 10. The quarantine period must be followed by seven days of self-health management. Our quarantine requirement for overseas arrivals is currently 10 plus 7. We're announcing that starting at midnight on May 9th, the quarantine requirement will be reduced to 7 plus 7. That's seven days of home quarantine and seven days of self-health management. At the airport, arrivals will need to take a PCR test, either with a saliva sample or a nasal swab. Then, on the seventh day of their home quarantine before the release, they will need to take a rapid test. If they develop symptoms during quarantine, they can take a rapid test. If the result is positive, it must be reported. Generally speaking, home quarantine should adhere to the principle of one person, one home. If this condition cannot be met, then a quarantine hotel must be booked for seven days. In related news, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has raised its COVID travel risk level for Taiwan in light of its escalating epidemic. Taiwan was moved up from low risk to moderate risk on CDC scale. This means that Americans with a weakened immune system are advised to talk with a clinician before traveling to Taiwan, even if they're up to date with their COVID vaccines. The CDC kept China at the level of low risk despite the country's latest outbreaks and ongoing lockdowns. When should you take an at-home rapid test? Say, if you've been exposed to the virus, it's best to wait at least one day and up to three days afterward to ensure an accurate result. That's according to the CECC, which gave guidance on rapid test on Tuesday. Health officials say that if the result comes out negative and you'd like to check in, do so seven to ten days after contact. To get an accurate result, it's also crucial to use the test swab correctly. Experts say to avoid going too far into your nose or inserting the swab upward, you should aim for the swab to be parallel to the roof of your mouth. With COVID cases rising fast, the question of many people's minds is, how soon after viral exposure can a rapid test detect an infection? The CECC offered guidance on Tuesday. Taking a test one to three days after contact can offer the earliest results if you think the likelihood of infection is high. If you're still uneasy, you can test again seven to ten days after contact. You won't immediately show a positive on the day of contact because the incubation period is not so short. After one day and within three days after infection, that tends to be when positives show up and when symptoms are at their peak. Last time, I waited more than a day after contact to do the test. I did it in the last moment before coming to the daily press conference. Generally, if I don't have symptoms, all I do is monitor my health. But if I develop symptoms, I consider getting a rapid test. For accurate results, timing isn't the only thing that matters. It's also important how you insert the swab. 
According to a pediatrician, the swab must be parallel to the top of the oral cavity and inserted gently into the nostril. Angling the swab as if aiming for the ear can be helpful. Go only 2 centimeters deep. Do not insert the swab parallel to the nasal bone and do not aim for the space between the eyebrows or the eyes. Doing so could cause the swab to go too far in and damage the skull or even the brain. One must be especially careful when administering tests to young children. Take the swab out from the packaging, but don't insert it upward. You should insert it backward, twist it a little to the left and then to the right, pushing it in very slowly until you encounter resistance. In a video tutorial, Taipei Mayor Kowenja demonstrates how to use the test kit. Experts say that using the kit properly is key to getting an accurate result. Factors such as the angle of insertion can make a big difference. Experts say parents should avoid administering tests for children under the age of two. If there is a need to test, it's best to seek help from a medical professional. With demand for a COVID test at an all-time high, Taipei is expanding its PCR testing services from 8 to 11 stations. On Tuesday, the city added Tri-Service General Hospital and Mackay Memorial Hospital to its network. On Wednesday, it will add Taipei Veterans General Hospital. Also today, a drive-in test site at Dajia Riverside Park will be moved to the Beitou Shiling Technology Park. This site will be open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. with a daily capacity for 1,200 people. At all 11 stations in the city, PCR tests will be provided for free to people with symptoms or a positive rapid antigen test. As Taiwan records thousands of new COVID cases a day, self-isolation numbers are shooting up. But how can you prepare for the possibility of needing to self-isolate? Pharmacists and doctors advise stocking up on over-the-counter medicines so that if the order comes, you'll be ready. Painkillers and other simple drugs will be alleviate milder COVID symptoms. You can also make sure you have some vitamin supplement at hand to keep your immune system strong if you have to stay at home. This pharmacist is busy restocking shelves. The common cold medicines are always running out. There are more COVID cases each day than ever, and customers are anxious to prepare in advance. All the cold medicines were sold out recently. Cold medicine, painkillers, anti-inflammatories, cold syrup for children. All these drugs are running short. People want to stock up on them so they have it available if or when they need it. If you need to self-isolate, monitoring your health is of utmost importance. You could prepare a self-isolation box in advance. Pharmacists suggest a thermometer at a minimum, plus a pulse oximeter, especially for older adults to keep track of their blood oxygen levels. Cold medication, painkillers, and stomach medicines could help if you experience a fever, headache, or sore throat. To strengthen your immune system, stock up on vitamins B and D, as well as probiotics. If there's a lockdown, you can't go out for a walk easily. So if you're not getting enough exposure to sunlight, you'll need vitamin D supplements more. The greater your deficit, the greater your chances of infection. Spanish doctors have already proved that people with insufficient vitamin D in their blood are more prone to getting infected. Vitamin B3, D3. You can put a little vitamin B and vitamin D3 aside at home. Then, if you experience some symptoms at home, you can treat yourself and manage your own health with those foodstuffs or even medicines.
but you don't need to stockpile excessive amounts. This pharmacist suggests just collecting a week's supply for your household. That will help manage mild symptoms at home and make a stint in self-isolation a little easier. Three bakers and their coach met the president on Tuesday after winning gold at the Coupe de Monde de la Boulangerie in April. President Tsai Ing-wen thanked the team for helping Taiwan shine on the world stage, and she said their creations had made a deep impression on her. During the reception, the coach shared behind-the-scenes stories from the competition. Last month, Taiwanese bakers made history by placing first at the Coupe du Monde de la Boulangerie in France. Now back in Taiwan, they were received by President Tsai Ing-wen at the presidential office on Tuesday. Tsai thanked them for showing the world the excellence of Taiwan's baked goods. She said that their artisanal creation, Beauty and the Beast, had left a deep impression on her. This is Inspired by his daughter's favorite movie, Chef Xu used bread to create a work of art themed on love. He used dough to fashion a rose. The novel technique he used to make the translucent glass dome is even more impressive. It was the day of the competition, and there were just two hours left. Other countries' teams were already starting to set up their bread arrangements. But at the display area for Team Taiwan, all we had was a stand. Even the judges thought that we wouldn't be able to finish it. They kept checking up on us. But actually, we had everything under control. The coach of the baking team shared anecdotes from the competition. The journey to victory had its twists and turns, he said. Team Taiwan had devised a careful strategy to take everyone by surprise. Our battle strategy was for the three bakers to put it all up in one go in that last critical moment. This year's theme was love. And when the Beauty and the Beast was placed on the display, the people in the audience were stunned. All of a sudden, the judges crowded around Team Taiwan. They were so surprised and impressed with the magic the team had created. The baking contest is known as the Olympics of Bread. This year, Taiwan was represented by bakers Xu Xiaohuan, Li Zhongwei, and Wu Zijing, who won gold in the artistic piece, Viennoiserie and Savory Baking, and Baguettes and Breads of the World events, respectively. They defeated baking teams from 10 countries, including France and Denmark, to bring home the championship for the first time ever. In the Viennoiserie and Savory Baking category, Taiwanese elements were on full display. There were kumquats from Ilan, Irwin mangoes from Tainan, and strawberries from Dahu Township in Miaoli. The fruits were dried and incorporated into Western cuisine. That all this love for Taiwan was incorporated into the bread, that was very heartwarming to see. President Tsai pledged to expand Taiwan's soft power by helping more bakers compete overseas and by cultivating industry talent. A Taiwanese fishing boat had a close encounter with a Chinese aircraft strike group on Monday. The boat, which was registered to Suao, was operating near the Diaoyutai Islands when it came upon more than 10 warships sailing in formation with the Liaoning carrier. The formation came as close as three kilometers away, according to the fishing boat's captain, who immediately reported the incident to his fisheries association. Earlier, Japan had reported seeing the Liaoning crossing the Miyako Strait. Experts say the aircraft carrier and its destroyers are headed to the waters east of Taiwan to conduct air and maritime drills.
When operating near the Diaoyutai Islands, a Taiwanese fishing boat encountered China's Liaoning aircraft carrier, accompanied by several destroyers. The carrier strike group came as close as three kilometers away. The fishing boat's captain rushed to report the sighting to the Suao Fisheries Association via satellite phone. According to Japan's defense ministry, the Liaoning carrier strike group was detected in waters surrounding Japan on May 1st and 2nd. Regarding the passage of Chinese vessels in waters surrounding Taiwan, our military monitors and response to such maneuvers in accordance with its provisions for handling emergencies. The situation is normal. Experts say the Liaoning carrier strike group is moving to the waters east of Taiwan to conduct air and maritime exercises. It's moving to a position east of Taiwan's Hualien County to conduct drills. The formation of this particular carrier strike group is relatively complex. That is, it plans to conduct a regional air defense operation, and that's why we're seeing the Nanchang Type 055 destroyer. To counter the PLA threat, Taiwan has been pushing to upgrade its self-defense capabilities. Last year, it ordered 40 M109A6 Paladin self-propelled howitzers from the U.S. Washington recently informed Taiwan that, due to the Russia-Ukraine war and overcrowded production lines, the delivery of the howitzers would be delayed by three years. Washington offered alternative weapons, such as the high-mobility artillery rocket system or the HIMARS. Regarding the potential alternatives to the M109A6 howitzers, the Ministry of National Defense and the Army are currently conducting a comprehensive review. The new artillery weapon system we purchase in the future will be matched with the domestically produced Thunderbolt 2000 to provide long-range, short-range and cross-regional firepower reinforcement capabilities. We could replace the M109A6 howitzers with our domestically produced Thunderbolt 2000s, since the shortest targetable range of the Thunderbolt 2000 is 30 to 45 kilometers. Or we could continue to communicate with the U.S. and place an order for the M109A7 series. The expert says that the M109A6 specializes in short and medium range beach and coastal defense, whereas the HIMARS provides long range strike support. The two weapon systems have different roles, he says. He recommends that Taiwan turn to the US and buy the more advanced M109A7 series to strengthen its artillery combat capabilities. Car buyers around the world are getting frustrated with delivery delays. And here in Taiwan, there's now a backlog of some 30,000 new car orders. The delays are caused by a long-standing auto chip shortage, plus port congestion worsened by the Russia-Ukraine war. Some of the affected global brands include Volkswagen and Ford. But supply chain woes are hurting Taiwanese brands too. For the first time in 20 years, domestic automaker Hotai Motor has decided not to run its summer sales promotion as it's already unable to fulfill about 10,000 orders. This car dealership is usually filled end-to-end -end with new models. But today, there's an empty space in the middle. With imported cars in short supply, some lots are sitting completely empty. Amid the Russia-Ukraine war and congestion at shipping ports, there are about 30,000 new cars that can't be delivered. The shortage has been plaguing the market for months. 
Volkswagen gets around 15,000 car orders per year. So far, it's only been able to deliver 400 to 500 units per month. Already, it's racked up 5,000 unfulfilled orders from Taiwan. Meanwhile, Ford is struggling too, over a shortage of parts. The car maker says it's making constant adjustments to its supply chains to shorten wait times. For the first time in 20 years, Taiwanese carmaker Hertai Motor has cancelled its summer sales promotion, as it's already unable to fulfill about 10,000 orders. Comparing past years when we had promotional activities with this year when we will have no sales promotions, we expect that to have an impact on revenue. We'll see about 10% fewer customers. I really needed a car, and it so happened that the model I wanted did not have a waiting list. I've heard there's a chip shortage, so you have to wait longer for new cars. Reports have surfaced that a Japanese car maker will cut production by 140,000 cars starting May, affecting about 1,000 orders for Taiwan. But car makers say the industry may recover this year, with the shortage expected to ease in the latter half of 2022. Taiwanese straddler Dai Ziying has fallen to number two in women's singles. In the latest Badminton World Federation rankings, Dai was displaced by Japan's Akene Yamaguchi, who won silver at the Badminton Asia Championships last week. It is Yamaguchi's third time at the top of the charts. Although Dai has fallen from the top, she's still the record holder for the most weeks as world number one. Over the course of her career, she's held the top spot for 213 weeks. That's 89 more weeks than her closest rival, China's Li Xuerui. This month, Dai will have a chance to regain her throne. She's heading to Thailand to play the BWF Thomas and Uber Cup and Toyota Thailand Open. We turn now to Xie Jianling, a metal worker in Taichung. Xie uses discarded railway spikes to create simple sculptures that showcase strength and beauty. Each sculpture is a label of love with the ultimate goal of celebrating Taiwan's railway system. These railroad spikes don't look like much, but this Taichung man can turn them into striking works of art. It's hard and wrought of iron. It's very difficult to turn such a thing into something that's alive. The steel spikes can become little steel figures in various postures. They're figures wielding martial arts weapons and an athlete throwing a hammer, a picture of strength and beauty. Here, two figures are locked in a wrestling match. Place them at a different angle and you can change who wins and who loses. There are so many variations they can wrestle like this. The loser can become the winner. Metal sculptor Xie Jianling lived by the railway when he was a child, and he grew to love trains. Every day, the whistling of the trains as they passed served as a trusty alarm clock. Back then, people didn't have watches. They didn't know the time, so they would just watch the trains. At dawn, the train would go by, and you know it was 5 o'clock and time to get up. When a train went by at noon, you know it was 12 o'clock and you could go home for lunch. Xie has worked with metal since he was 14 years old. By chance, he found some railway spikes abandoned by the roadside after a section of track was decommissioned. Out of his abiding love for trains, he picked them up, determined to give them a new lease on life. In the beginning, I picked up 20 rail spikes. 
I took them home and thought about what I would do. Later, I discovered that five spikes could be made into a person, and I started making it. I started doing this 30 years ago. Under his skillful hands, the old spikes get a second life as graceful works of art. Have you ever seen a 50-year-old fire truck in action? In Taichung's Tanzi Township, a local fire department has a vintage fire truck that is still in excellent working order. The section also boasts two younger trucks from different eras, making the local fire station a veritable treasure trove for fans of firefighting. Let's go take a look. A fire truck spray-painted red. With its open-top design, it looks just like a 1950s convertible truck. Its period charm makes it the pride and joy of the Tolja Tsuo Fire Department here in Tanza Township. We often get moms and dads bringing their children over saying, look at the fire truck, and they ask if they can take a photo with it. The antique was made in 1971. It may be more than 50 years old, but it's not lost any of its functions. The lift can still raise firefighters 15 metres into the air, giving them an aerial vantage point on a fire. The hose still provides a high-pressure jet stream. It has a motorised pump inside actually, so we can draw up river water or other natural water sources and use it in a hose, so it works both as a crane and as a fire truck. The elderly truck is not just window dressing, it's also a testament to the evolution of firefighting equipment. The crane is lifted from a brand new truck with the latest vertical crane. Next to it sits a 20-year-old truck with a zigzag crane, which is approaching retirement. We generally have one crane per department section, so it's unusual to have two cranes in one section. And here we have three, which is even more unusual. The three cranes here each hail from a different era, like grandparents, parents and grandkids, cosied up in one house. Arrayed here together, they are a special treat for fire department buffs.